You're listening to the On The Go with VAO News podcast for the week ending November 25th, 2016. Hello and welcome to the podcast, a weekly recap of the top headlines from the daily acquisition news. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm Allison Cartwright, news writer. Hi, and I'm Brittany Shapiro with the VAO. While the Federal Senior Executive Service, Senior Level and Scientific or Professional, or SESSLST employees got their turn in August, the Office of Management and Budget and Office of Personnel Management put out fiscal year 2017 awards guidance for most everyone else on November 18. The guidance allows agencies to spend up to 1.5% of the aggregate salaries of all non-SES-SLST employees at the end of the previous fiscal year. Now, for a real tongue twister, because agencies now administer SES-SLST awards separately from non-SES-SLST awards, SES, SLST salaries are no longer included in the aggregate salaries for purposes of non-SES, SLST awards calculation. Another positive bit from the memo is that monetary caps for group awards, referral bonuses, suggestion invention awards, recruitment, relocation, and retention incentives, quality step increases, and other awards have been unfrozen from fiscal year 2010 levels. With Jon Snow forever reminding us that winter is coming, these caps are one of the few things to unfreeze the season. Unfortunately for political appointees, this thaw does not apply to them. With that said, processing for SES applications will be frozen this winter. OPM announced the Qualifications Review Board will suspend SES applications starting December 7th, the same day non-termed political appointed agency chiefs must submit their resignation so that the new administration will have maximum flexibility in choosing new appointees. However, the agency heads who are not required to resign can continue to submit SES applications to the QRB during the moratorium. SES candidates who have finished an OPM-approved development program can potentially have their applications processed as well. For those of you who do not spend Saturday nights watching the Weather Channel, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration successfully launched the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration Geostationary Operational Environmental Satellite, R, or GOES-R, on November 19th. This launch was the culmination of an $11 billion program delayed for a year and heavily scrutinized by the Government Accountability Office. GOES-R will allow for more timely and accurate weather information and become part of the search and rescue satellite-aided tracking system, maybe to the benefit of weather channel shows like Coast Guard Alaska. The saga between the American Small Business League, or ASBL, and the Small Business Administration will continue as the ASBL is appealing a federal court, dismissing its case against the way SBA computes federal agency compliance with small business contracting goals. ASBL charges SBA is allowing Fortune 500 firms to count as small businesses and excludes many contracts from counting toward the congressional goal that 23% of federal contracts go to small businesses. In a nutshell, the Northern District of California said, Congress puts out the goal, so it's up to them, not the courts. 
To decide whether SBA is providing the proper information, ASBL President Lloyd Chapman disagrees and feels the Department of Justice can enforce the mandate and hopes the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit will side with him. Last Friday was more than just a good day for shopping. It was also the effective date for the SBA maximum guarantee percentage for bonds issued in the preferred surety bond program which jumped from 70% to 90%. The 90% applies to bonds on behalf of a small business, owned and controlled by socially or economically disadvantaged individuals, veterans, service-disabled veterans, or qualified historically underutilized business zones and 8A businesses. In all other cases, the guarantee will be 80%. The Department of Defense has released two instructions, both of which are effective immediately. One updates guidance related to safeguarding national security concerns when presenting and distributing department scientific and technical information at meetings and conferences. Criteria and procedures were established for identifying research activities performed under contract or grant that are excluded from review requirements, classified meetings for reviewing scientific and technical papers and the review and presentation of such papers, and obtaining DOD advice on independently produced scientific and technical papers. To remember the other instruction, adapt the 90s rap song and say, you down with PPP? Yeah, you know me. It encourages the use of public-private partnerships, or PPPs, to facilitate innovation and creative thinking, enable the best use of public and private sector capabilities, and improve product support provided by the Centers of Industrial and Technical Excellence. DOD is also encouraging hackers to identify cyber vulnerabilities in its cyber infrastructure as they release the Vulnerability Disclosure Policy and opened registration for the Hack the Army Bug Bounty Initiative on November 21st, an expansion of the successful Hack the Pentagon program. This iteration of the Bug Bounty program will not offer financial rewards, but DOD will offer hackers immunity by protecting those participating from legal action by DOD or other parties. Finally, while Thanksgiving week is typically one of plenty, the Federal Register was no such cornucopia last week. The only acquisition-related final rule was the General Services Administration issuing technical amendments to the Federal Property Management Regulations to excise parts 101-42 and 101-45. GSA deemed this information repetitive after it was mitigated to the Federal Management Regulation. Additionally, the Department of Energy's Bonville Power Administration issued a notice announcing the public availability of the Bonville Purchasing Instructions and Bonville Financial Assistance Instructions. No word if the purchasing instructions cover old Pontiacs or salt flats. Well, that's all for this week. If you're a government agency subscriber to the Virtual Acquisition Office website, you can read more about any of the headlines we covered on the same VAO page where you downloaded this podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in again Friday, December 2nd to catch up on all the latest developments from the Daily Acquisition News. Goodbye.